Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Today we're going to be diving into some of the most underrated centres of all time, as voted by you guys, of course, across the Instagram page and on the Rugby League Guru Podcast listeners page. If you haven't already joined that, make sure you come over and join us, having a lot of great footy conversations, throwing up a lot of topics for the podcast as well. Uh, Let's dive into some of the notable mentions of underrated centres that I've had sent in. I've had so many, so hard to choose five or six to dive into. As you know, over the last few days, we've done wingers and fullbacks, and I've chosen five or six of them to go in depth on their career and talk about some of my memories of some of these guys. So we'll jump into the notable mentions. Uh, Jerome Rapati, New Zealand Warriors Centre, he got a lot of votes from you guys. A lot of people very keen on Jerome Rapati. Brent Tate, former Bronco Cowboy Warrior. Peter Hicku, currently at the New Zealand Warriors, injured at the moment, unfortunately. Jack Reed was a really interesting one. A lot of people getting around Jack Reed. Now, of course... In my opinion, Jack Reed, uh, 2015 Grand Final. Of course, the Cowboys win that game. Thurston takes home the Clive Churchill medal. I'll tell you what, if that game went for 79 minutes and 40 seconds, I reckon Jack Reed's got a real shot at a Clive Churchill medal. He was unreal that night, uh, as was Anthony Milford. Milford probably gets it. But Jack Reed, if you rewatch that game, he was sensational that night. He was great. Uh, Michael Jennings is another guy. Um, not sure if I'd call Jenko underrated, obviously, in a bit of Barney Rubble at the moment. Uh, but Michael Jennings is a sensational player over a number of years. Clinton Torpy, a guy that we had on our podcast last year. If you can scroll back, you can have a listen uh, to that podcast. Sensational by Clinton Torpy, an unreal player as well. In that podcast, tells a really good story that he uh, he was on a... I think it was an Anzac Day game, and he was play- there was obviously the Kiwis and the Kangaroos, and he was at the uh, he was at the toaster at their hotel, and the Kangaroos happened to be standing at the same place, and Joey Johns tried to convince him to come and join uh, the Newcastle Knights over a slice of toast. Really interesting story there. Chris Lawrence, Tigers legend. Jamie Lyon, killer. Parramatta Eels and Manly Seagulls legend. Love killer. Huge fan of him. Stevie Maddow, another Manly Seagulls legend. Uh, Jared McCracken. Bryson Goodwin, another one we've had on the podcast. Georgie Carmon, a name I haven't heard in a while. A guy that 
Really solid in the NRL, but moved to England and just grew another leg over there. Georgie Carmon, an unreal player in England. Sean Kenny Dow, another former Newcastle centre playing over uh, there in England at the moment. I believe, I believe he's the captain of Hull at the moment, doing very well for his self. Skidzy. Ryan Cross, another Roosters legend. Uh, guy that played... For a number of years, never played uh, State of Origin or anything like that, but incredibly consistent Ryan Cross, a guy I always had a lot of time for. And the last notable is Willie Tonga. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget 2004, the individual clash he had with Justin Hodges that year. It was unreal. I remember Hodjo dyed his hair pink or red or something. They played Tonga on the Friday night. He absolutely gave it to him. Obviously, a kangaroo with Queensland representative as well, Willie Tonga. But our six centres that we have chosen, we're going to kick off with the first one. It is Matt Gidley, Newcastle Knights legend. This one was suggested by Rake Bogan. Good God, I hope that's your real name, brother, because that is unreal. Um, Now, Gids played from 1996 to 2006. uh, Scored, played just over 200 games, about 220 games. Sensational effort. 68 tries, which... It probably doesn't seem like that much, but the amount that Gid set up was just unreal. Um, he obviously had this right-hand offload he was able to produce that, you know, I still see guys today, you know, that are my age and older than me, that whenever you see a flick, you know, it's the Gidley flick. It really was a game-changing sort of play. And, you know, the guy that was outside him, Tamanatahu, didn't he collect some lollies far out? Just just standing outside Gids, he'd flick this pass and it would just always hit the mark. It was unreal. Obviously, a guy that, he was in the 97 squad, didn't play in the grand final, uh, was there in 01 and played a critical role in that side, went all the way to the grand final, defeating the Paramount Eels in that game. He set up a cracking try for Tamana Tahu just on halftime with that trademark flick pass. Uh, a sensational player, Matt Gidley. Got a lot of time for him. Um, Obviously played 11 games for New South Wales, scoring five tries. 17 games for the Kangaroos, scoring 11 tries there. Uh, but it probably is 2001, his peaking year. A guy that could also play 5-8. I think people forget how much time Matt Gidley spent playing 5-8 throughout his career. Just bits and pieces here. Was always a genuine centre, was always a rep centre, but could play 5-8 as well. So good little string to his bow there. But Matt Gidley, probably underrated in general. I don't think we talk about him as much as what we probably should. I actually think he's the CEO of the Newcastle Knights now. Very impressive. And, of course, his younger brother, Kurt. Uh, they, their careers would have um, overlapped for a couple of years there, uh, but a sensational player as well. Let's move to our next one, and this one is Matty Cooper coming from Wayne Walters. Uh, now, Wayne has suggested Matt Cooper, who I think is one of the best pure centres we have ever seen. 243 games, 124 tries, incredibly impressive. And to be honest with you, I would probably suggest Matt Cooper was more of a defensive centre than an attacking centre. Just an unbelievable player. Um, oh, I've got so much time for Matt Cooper. A couple of memories. Obviously played in the 2010 Grand Final for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. They won that one. He was unreal. But there is an Anzac Day try that he scores when Matty Head chips over the top, finds him on the left edge. He scores there. Matty Head converts from the sideline. An unreal game. There's another tackle that Matt Cooper made. I believe it was against Chris McQueen uh, against the South Sydney Rabbitohs where McQueen was going to score for all money. And Matt Cooper comes up with this unbelievable tackle. It just shows how strong the guy was. Um, just incredible. I saw him a couple of weeks ago down in Kiama, um, sitting in a local cafe. And I'll tell you what, I reckon he looks fitter now than when he played. He is just a specimen, Matty Cooper. Um, Good-looking rooster too, as we all know. Did very well for himself. 13 games to New South Wales, 6 games to the Kangaroos, scoring 7 tries in those 6 tests. Uh, obviously was partnered with Mark Gaznia through the majority of his career. And Gaz probably gets more of the accolades than uh, Matty Cooper. 
and fair enough, Matt Gasney, Mark Gasney was a superstar, but Matt Cooper, very underrated footballer, very underrated centre, a champion player. Let's move to our next one. Thanks for that, Wayne. That was a great suggestion, brother. Let's move to our next one from Andrew Perkis, and he throws up Steve Bell, a very popular one. And when I sort of looked at Steve Bell's stats, it kind of surprised me. He didn't play as much footy as what I thought he did. He was at the Melbourne Storm between 2001 and 05. Uh, a pretty unlucky time to be at the Melbourne Storm. They were still a very good side during that period. But, I mean, when you consider they won in 1999 and they've been in a grand final every second or third year since 07, to play 01 to 05, pretty unlucky there. Obviously had a lot of um, a lot of champion players in that side and a lot of guys that would go on to be champions as well. You know, Steve Bell, he would have seen the debut of Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, all these guys. Uh, 107 games in that period for 63 tries, a pretty handy effort from Stephen Bell. Then he moved to Manly. And in my mind, I thought he played at Manly for a number of years. He was only there for three seasons, 06, 07, and 08. Of course, 07, they lose the grand final, 08. They win that premiership. They defeat the Melbourne Storm 40-0. Stephen Bell scores a try in that game, and it's also his last game in the NRL, which I also uh, didn't remember from that game. Uh, but Steve Bell uh, played two Origin Series, 06 and 07. One thing I'll probably always remember from Steve Bell is the uh, the fan in the crowd that always had the cowbell that would give it a belting. I believe he was at all the Melbourne Storm games, and then when he arrived at the Manly Seagulls, either that bloke moved up with him or he passed it on to someone else. A fantastic memory I have of Steve Bell, an extremely underrated guy, and and a guy that I thought played a lot more footy than what he did, only played 160-odd first-rate games. I thought he would have had much more than that, Stephen Bell, but a champion player. And a good to see him go out in 2008 with a try and a victory there after getting dusted uh, by the Melbourne Storm just a season before. The next man on our list comes from Greg Manton. He says, Paul Fatawira, and this is the one that I was really hoping would get a mention. A guy that doesn't get talked about anywhere near enough. His career was a bit of a roller coaster. Debuted in the year 2000 uh, with the New Zealand Warriors. Moved to the Melbourne Storm in 2001. And then made the move to the Panthers in 2002. Which, um, you know, with all due respect to the Penrith Panthers, back then in 02, I mean, it's easy in hindsight to say that was a good move. But that Panthers side early 2000s, that, that, that was a graveyard. That just looked like an awful move at the time. Panthers, not really much going on. He arrives there in 02, 2003. Um, they win the premiership there. Just an unbelievable thing to see. Uh, that season was just crazy. They obviously came up against the Roosters in the grand final. A star-studded side. I still reckon that 03 or 04, 04 Roosters is right up there with the best teams ever, and especially the best teams to never win a premiership. The Panthers put a real number on them that night. A sensational effort. Their hooker, Luke Prittis, had probably the game of his life, and in my opinion, probably the best game by a hooker in a grand final we've ever seen. So Paul Fatarira, he featured in that team. Then 2004, he has a bit of a mixed bag. He ends up uh, playing a bit of footy on the bench. He moves to the Tigers in 2005, and I think this is what people forget. Paul Fatarira... He was part of the Penrith Panthers fairy tale in 03. Only two years later, he's a critical part of the West Tigers fairy tale in 05. So to win two premierships in three years with two different clubs, an incredible effort by Paul Fatawira and two just fairy tale premierships to be a part of. Unreal. Uh, went over to England for a couple of years at the end of 07, then returned in two, 2011 for a season with the Parramatta Eels, which wasn't overly successful, but two premierships in that time with the Penrith Panthers and the West Tigers an incredible effort also played 16 games to the Kiwis uh, he's a bit of a different character from what I've gathered a guy I've tried to get on the podcast a few times so and our, our schedules just haven't lined up so I'd love to get him on one day for another chat our next guy 
And this one comes from Greg Spence. Greg always throws up cracking ones. And this is one I was really glad that he got a mention. It's Darren Smith. Now, Darren Smith, we've got him here as a center. And look, he played most of his career at center. But he also played the rest of his career just about everywhere else on the footy field. He was an incredible player, Darren Smith. Could play a number of positions. His career was a bit old. Debuted in 1990 with the Canterbury Bulldogs. Played there until 94. Had a bit of a falling out there with uh, the club and whatnot. Obviously, his brother, Jason Smith, was in that team as well. He didn't get to play in the 1994 Grand Final uh, where the Canterbury Bulldogs lost to the Brisbane Broncos. And, of course, 95, he makes his move to the Brisbane Broncos, the team that knocked them over in the grand final. He plays there from 1995 to the year 2000, and then he makes a return to the Canterbury Bulldogs from 1999 to 2002, and then, believe it or not, he finishes his career at the Brisbane Broncos again. So he went Dogs, Brisbane, Dogs, Brisbane. Um, A pretty crazy career, and a guy that was so versatile, obviously featured in the 97 grand final, uh, the Super League grand final with the Brisbane Broncos that they won there. Also in the 98 grand final for the Broncos, he scored a try in that one. And I believe also he would have played in the... No, he wasn't in the 2000 grand final with the Broncos because, of course, he was back at Canterbury by that point. Uh, But a guy that played... A number of positions over a number of years. I've actually got his stats here. I'll just read them to you. So, in club football, he played 135 games at centre, which is why we've included him here. Three games at 5'8", 65 games in the second row, 64 games at lock, 21 coming off the bench, and even two games out on the sting there. So, an incredibly versatile player, uh, Darren Smith. Played a number of positions, even at test football. He played four games in the centres, five games at lock, a game at the second row, and two off the bench as well. Uh, A champion player, a number of test matches, a number of origin games as well there. Darren Smith, champion player. Played for 15-odd years too. So incredibly impressive when you consider... You know, how long he played for, the different positions he was able to play. He could just do it all, Darren Smith. 290 games, fell just 10 games short of uh, reaching the 300-game mark. And it should be noted, his second last season, 2004, he only played two games that season. So the 300-game mark was well and truly in his grasp there, no doubt about it. A fantastic shout from Greg there, as it always is with Darren Smith. Our last one comes from James Rosewarn and a very similar situation to Darren Smith, a guy that was extremely versatile, played a number of positions, but did play the majority of his career at centre. It's Sean Berrigan from the Brisbane Broncos, well, and the Canberra Raiders, but mainly uh, the Brisbane Broncos. That's how I like to remember him anyway. Now, it should be noted, he played 81 games at centre. He also played 23 games at 5'8", 40 games at halfback, 40 games at hooker, and 51 off the bench. Right up there with the best utilities our game has ever seen, Sean Berrigan. But did play the vast majority of the start of his career at centre. Was an unreal player there. Uh, a little bit smaller than your average centre, but Sean Berrigan, he just constantly defied the odds. A guy that... He was he was critical in their 2006 premiership, and well, you know I'd love to hear Wayne Bennett talk about this one day. But during that 2006 premiership, um, Wayne Bennett he makes a couple of changes just on the on the edge of finals, and he makes a couple of changes. Obviously, Mick Ennis was injured, so they were without a hooker. He decides to move Sean Berrigan from the centres. He was a kangaroo centre at this point. Remember, he moves him into hooker, and he moves his fullback Carmichael Hunt to the wing, and he shifts Justin Hodges back there. Now, Hodjo earlier in his career he did want to be a fullback. I know that in 
2003 playing at the Sydney Roosters. Luke Phillips retired and Ricky Stewart had to make a decision. Did he want to play Justin Hodges or Anthony Minicello at fullback? Minicello got first dibs and didn't look back. Turned out to be one of the best fullbacks we've ever seen. Definitely the best fullback in the game at that time. So Hodjo missed his opportunity there, but 06, good God, did he make it count back in Brisbane. He was unreal that season. But the move of Sean Berrigan to hooker, it was critical. You will remember the semi-final against the preliminary final, sorry, against the Canterbury Bulldogs. The Brisbane Broncos are down in that game. Uh, There's not long left in the game, and Hodges comes up with this unbelievable play coming out of his own in goals, flicks it to Sean Berrigan, and he scores a try that we will never forget in rugby league history. He's sort of bent over backwards. He lands on his head, and he manages to get the ball down. A sensational try for Sean Bergen. A week later, he wins the Clive Churchill medal, best on ground, the 2006 grand final, playing hooker. But when he was playing center, incredibly, incredibly underrated. And this is why he played so many games as a rep player, as a utility, because he could just do everything, Sean Berrigan. A sensational player. Obviously spent the vast majority of his career at the Brisbane Broncos uh, and then finished off at the Canberra Raiders. Wasn't overly pretty there, though. Far from his best football. Thanks for tuning in once again, guys. That was our most underrated centers. Thoroughly enjoyed doing this one. Actually did this one on Instagram Live as well, so a couple of people might be hearing it for the second time on the podcast here. Trying to do more and more of these live on Instagram so you guys can see... I guess you could call it um, behind the scenes of uh, me making these podcasts and diving into all the information I talk about. So cheers to tuning in once again, guys. Have a cracking day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.